good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You are listening to It's Not Fine, a real podcast that might make you uncomfortable. I'm your host, Maddie Kemling. That is my new last name. As many of you know, I got married a couple weeks ago, and it's just been a great couple of weeks relaxing and hanging out with my new husband, and he's actually going to be on the show today. I'm really excited for you guys to get to know Nathan and to hear a little bit about our story as well as some of the expectations we had before going into marriage and then just the limited experience we've had over the last couple of weeks. Just a huge disclaimer, we are not experts. Um, We honestly have no idea what we're doing. We're taking it day by day and since we've only been married like a couple weeks we don't have much to say um but we did talk about several things on our honeymoon about the expectations that we had for ourselves before we knew each other and like what we thought marriage was going to be like and what we uh just expect for the future so we're really excited to share that with you guys this isn't going to be some cringy christian couple youtube video type of situation Uh, we're going to be open and honest with you guys uh, and I'm just really excited that I get to share my husband with you so without further ado let's get to that hello everyone so I'm here with Nathan Nathan say hi to the people hi to the people oh wow yep that seems about (laughs) right so Nathan and I just got married how many days ago? Mm, 11 days ago. 11 days ago. 11 days ago. Something like that. So almost two weeks. So clearly we are marriage experts, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would agree with that assessment. Obviously. Um, just so you know, we're kidding. As you heard in the intro, there's a huge disclaimer of we literally know nothing, nothing, nothing. Like we know about dating and stuff and being engaged because we've done that. So if you have any questions about dating or engagement that we don't answer in this episode, uh, feel free to comment um, on our Instagram post and we'll put those questions out in another episode. So let's just jump in. Nathan, I want you to kind of introduce yourself um, and then maybe tell a little bit of our story. All right. Yeah. So my name is Nathan Kemling. I am currently a senior at Tabor College, studying music education. I'm in my last semester of classes. This next fall semester, I'll be starting student teaching, um, and I'm really looking forward to finally getting out and instead of being in the classrooms at Tabor, being in high school classrooms, um, hopefully teaching some kids some things about music. Um, I'm 21. Uh, I am... I I really, really like puzzles, I really like video games, and I really like Lord of the Rings, which we've currently started watching at my very uh, serious bidding, anyway. Um, it's okay, guys, I really wanted to. He just thinks he has to convince me that I yeah, wanted to. I don't, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry, what was, what was the question again? Tell, our, tell a little bit of our story. Oh. Like, from your perspective. Our story. All right. So... Our story begins with uh, begins with a play uh, titled Mark Twain's 
uh, Diaries of Adam and Eve. Um, obviously, I was cast as Adam. Maddie was obviously cast as Eve. And there and, was no snake. And, uh, the snake was imaginary. The, the snake was imaginary. Uh, it was only ever talked about in the third person. Um, but that that whole situation, that whole um, production of that play is where we really got to know each other. That's where we really um, hung out a lot more. Um, so Tabor has this really interesting system set up, which they're actually going to get up, get rid of after this year, where it's called interterm. And basically, it's where we take a month off from regularly scheduled classes, and you only have one class for one month that you go to every weekday for three to four hours. And each day is basically supposed to simulate about a week's worth of regular material that you would normally do otherwise. It sounds awful because it is. It's pretty awful. And I'm glad that they're getting rid of it. But during that time, uh, there's a lot of free time outside of the one class that you go to. And Maddie and I had already been cast during this time. And this occurs in January. So for the month of January, we had already been cast. We were kind of looking at our scripts. So we were hanging out a lot more and talking more just to help try to help each other go over scripts. Which we did not do. We, we didn't. It just turned into like doing puzzles or talking or watching movies. I don't know if we watched movies. We just hung out a lot and we talked a lot. And we clearly did not memorize our lines. No, not really. Yeah, we got to know each other. And then we became closer friends. And that was clear back in the winter of 2020. Uh, And here in the States, that's when COVID really hit was around that time. So We actually got sent home. Like we found out on the last night of our production of the play that we were getting sent home from school the next day. That we were supposed to have two weeks off for spring break, but it just ended up being the rest of the semester. Yeah. So all classes were online there on out for the rest of that semester. And that was interesting. But during that time, um, obviously, there were a lot of changes going around. And so on May 24th, 2020, Maddie and I decided to start dating. I asked her out over the phone, um, over FaceTime, which, in my defense... That was the current mode of communication that we were really only allowed since everything else was kind of on lockdown during that time from COVID. And we were living in different states. Yes. So and, I had moved we were back. Living, living back at our parents' homes. Yes. Uh, and not at college. So, so like seven hours away from each other. Yeah. So we started <laughs> dating then. Um, and it was Facebook official on that day, I believe. Um, and so... Through the course of that summer, which was fairly tumultuous from COVID, and the course of the next, my junior year, Maddie's freshman year, not freshman, excuse me, Maddie's first year as a graduate student, um, and then all the way into 2022, we were dating slash engaged, and as we said before, we just got married 11 days ago. So, the majority of our relationship has very much so been dating slash engage and we know a lot more about those things yeah maybe we, more than we should unfortunately <laughs> we we had dated other people before um we so we kind of knew some of the some of some of what to avoid and what to expect and some things but um you know there there's things that are unique to each person there's things unique with myself there's things unique with maddie that 
we had to navigate. Um, we had to navigate through when we were when we were dating, and even more so now that we're married and we can't get away from each other. <laughs> Today was like our first day back at home after our honeymoon, so. It's pretty interesting because while we were dating and engaged, Nathan would always have to leave at night. But last night was the first night he could actually stay. And now he's never leaving, which is questionable (laughs) (laughs) when I smell his farts. (laughs) Thanks, babe. You're welcome. You guys should smell hers. I think they're worse. Anyway, (laughs) this is how it's going so far. Uh, Clearly, Nathan and I are best friends, and that is something that I wouldn't change for the world. And he's trying my coffee that he know he he hates, but that's okay. That's besides the point. We are best friends, and we love hanging out with each other, and we love being with each other, and we are huge major goofballs with each other, and that is it. Just makes life really fun. So, a little bit from my perspective, I started to like Nathan in the fall of twenty nineteen. Um. And I was all about it till I found out that he had a girlfriend. And then I was like, ooh, brakes, put on the brakes, beep, beep, back it up, Terry. Um, so then I, you know, just let the whole situation go. We got cast in the show together. We got to know each other really well. We talked, played a lot of board games, Monopoly in particular, which he won't stop asking me to play. But really, I only played it because... I liked him a lot, and I wanted to hang out with him. And now that we're married, I don't think she has any desire to No, I really don't want to play Monopoly because (laughs) I won the ultimate game here. (laughs) So we did the show together, and it was a really fun and awesome experience. And we were really close friends, and we got to know each other's hearts a lot. And we talked about our faith and our backgrounds and the past mistakes that we've made. So we started out our relationship as really good friends, and we had that foundation and that has been really helpful over the course of our dating and, and engagement. I won't say marriage yet because I don't really, I don't know. If we I, haven't we haven't hit too many pitfalls yet no, in marriage. I don't think. I think I think we've done okay so far. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, let's talk about engagement and mm. our struggle mm. with um, mm-hmm. getting to the point of being engaged. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was an interesting time. It really was. Um, so Maddie and I, when we first started dating, we put on ourselves this expectation that we were going to be dating and married maybe within a year, maybe within a year. Like and a really half. fast. Like we were pretty really, ambitious. Really, really fast. We were just like, "Yep, found the you know month two. Wow, we know this is the person that we want to be with. It was no questions asked." Um, <laughs> And it was very naive and unrealistic of ourselves to put to put that expectation that we would be engaged and married within that short frame of time. And not to say that that can't work for other people. My grandmother, my grandma Kaufman, she started dating and then married her husband within a year. I mean, that, that entire time frame took less than a year. But she had been sending letters back and forth to him three years prior to that. So they had to already establish a foundation and do all that stuff way prior to actually dating. Um, but, you know, it not knocking it, not saying that people shouldn't or can't do it. But for us, it was unrealistic and naive. And 
we had to learn a hard a lot of hard lessons um because i i believe because of that expectation because we were disappointed we we were expecting something that didn't happen um Banny in particular what i remember during the engagement time or the time that we actually got engaged which was july july yeah. Um, you should have seen the look on his face. July, July 2021. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm it's out okay. of it today. It's uh, fine. We're married now. <laughs> was it the 8th? The, the 19th, I 19th. think. Oh. Or the 18th. We don't really remember. It was sometime in July. Okay. Anyway. I feel, I, I feel less bad now. That yeah. No, it's remember. okay. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So prior, prior to being engaged, we had this expectation. We were disappointed when we saw that the timeline seemed to be stretching further and further out just from us learning to navigate the relationship, us learning to treat each other respectfully, treat each other nicely, even when we're mad at each other. Uh, that is really, really hard to do for anyone. Um, and I, I think that we've gotten better at it. I, I really do believe that, but it has not always been easy. And because of things like that, that pushed our desire to be engaged back further and further and further. Not necessarily desire, but like the realization that yeah, we weren't yeah. necessarily ready to get married to each other. We knew that we wanted to be with each other, but we just needed more time to grow as individuals, a couple and closer to the Lord before we could actually say, yeah, we're ready to be a good husband and a good wife to each other. Ditto. Um, yeah, basically everything that you just said. So because of that, um, I remember in particular during that time my family was having a 4th of July get-together, and Maddie was invited to that, and she came to Nebraska for that. And she had an unspoken expectation that I was going to propose to her during that time, which I had the expectation that I should not propose to her during that time. We had talked about it before, and in my opinion, and from my flawed and limited perspective, I had believed that she wanted the proposal and the engagement to occur at a really unique time and location. And 4th of July is pretty cliche in my mind. So I was not expecting in any way, shape or form to be ready or to propose to her during the 4th of July. So she came for that weekend. She was there for a couple days. That time came and passed. And when I tell you that she was mad, she was, she was pretty upset. Not 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 screaming or throwing anything by any means, but just short with me. A it bit. was yeah. I I honestly think that 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 whole situation led to our biggest argument that we ever had in our <laughs> relationship, which is kind of funny when you think about it because we're arguing about when to get engaged, yeah. and like. He had already bought the ring, and I knew this because, like, the entire month of May, he kept asking me, like, hey, babe, do you know what ring you want? Hey, send me pictures of the ring you want. Are you sure you want that one? And once he stopped asking, I knew that he had bought one. First mistake of me. I should have kept asking. Yeah, I should have kept asking. It's okay. I'm kind of hard to surprise. I love surprises, but we have long since established that I am impossible to surprise. So, I was... That Yeah, we had a huge fight about not getting engaged over the 4th of July. And then we got engaged like two weeks later and it was everything and more I could have asked for. So Nathan was definitely... I was off the hook by then. Yeah, he was off the hook. And he, he planned a really, really sweet proposal. So, yes. yeah. 
So just circling back to the expectation about getting engaged, we, both of us have been the kind of people that have dated for marriage, no matter how poor our relationships have been, (laughs) (laughs) which, yeah, yeah, which has led to many mistakes for both of us. Um, But I knew pretty early on in our relationship that we were going to get married really long before we started dating. Like I just, I just had a feeling that we were going to get married. So when we started dating, it was obviously like so full of excitement and we both had these amazing butterflies about, yes, we're finally with the person that we're going to get married to. And the first couple of months of dating, like they're always really fun and you're seeing the absolute best side of each other. You're always laughing and always talking and it takes a while for your infatuation and for your best side of yourself to kind of fall away to show like your real personality not saying that your real personality personality involves like all bad things obviously some of the good things from that beginning phase of your relationship stays But after a certain amount of time, you stop having butterflies for that person, maybe. Or, like, you uh, start to get angry with each other. You start to fight. And then you start to ask questions like, who are you? You're not the person I started dating. So that's why it can be really not dangerous, but just something that you need to be cautious about when you're thinking about getting engaged. If you're still in your infatuation stage, which can last I don't know but depending on who you ask it lasts from I guess four months for us six months to I've been told about a year and a half yeah and Um, infatuation is awesome it's so fun and if you're in that phase right now um please enjoy it because it is really fun it won't last forever. and it won't last forever um so when you're thinking about getting married You need to, in our opinion, from our experience, you need to be able to say that you've seen all sides of your person. You need to have been through an argument. You need to have had a form of miscommunication and a problem that you've been able to solve. And you just need to be fully aware of who you're with, which is hard because then like when you get to that point, when your person shows you an ugly side or when you show your ugly side, There's a lot of questions that come up. Am I with the right person? Should I be pursuing marriage? Like you have to ask yourself these important questions because if you jump right in from your infatuation into marriage, you can get past your infatuation, maybe get six months into marriage and say, oh crap. Yeah, exactly. With with who, who you are dating and with who you are expecting to marry, Knowing that the person that you are marrying is not perfect, they will let you down, they will disappoint you, they will fail so many times. And I know that Maddie and I can say with a lot of a lot of experience and truth behind our words that we have both failed each other in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it's not fun. It's a very sobering, it's a very sobering feeling to realize firstly, the person that you like isn't maybe everything that you had built them up to be inside of your mind. And at the same time, you yourself are not everything that you have built yourself up to be in your own mind. And 
the the dispelling of the illusion is a sobering fact, but it's also very freeing because with that information, with that knowledge that, you know, yeah, I struggle with having a bad attitude sometimes. And I can honestly say that I'm fully aware of it because I have someone in my life now who loves me enough to call me out on it and to be willing to fight about it and to be willing to say, Nathan, you're acting a little bit like a butthead right now <laughs> and you need to change your attitude. That is a very freeing thing for me, at least personally, for me personally. It's very freeing to know that I have someone who has my back and someone who has my back against my worst self, so to speak. Someone who's is actively helping me conquer the worst parts of myself, my attitude, my uh, procrastination, you know, the issues that I have with video games, spending too much time on video games, things like that. You know, they might seem small, they might seem inconsequential, but the minute that you try to put your life together with somebody else, it becomes a much bigger problem. You know, it might be something as simple as uh, who likes toilet paper which way on the <laughs> roll? You know, do you like it being fed from underneath or from on top? On top is the superior way, We by agree the way. on this, thank the Lord. Thank, thankfully, we agree on this. But other people may not. And that can be a point of contention. That can be a point of tension. Even, even something as simple or as silly as that. And learning to navigate that with someone else is, I'm sure that we'll find out. A lifelong process mm -hmm. and you know we're gonna like even today we were going to the bank into the library to to do some housekeeping items to to take to care of some errands maddie wanted some books from the library so we had to go get a library card and i was kind of in a bad mood today um not for any particular reason i just think that i just didn't want to go <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to go to the bank i didn't want to go to the library and maddie kind of had to deal with my bad attitude there for a little bit and thankfully she is gracious enough and kind enough to deal with it in a way that still uplifts and encourages me and doesn't put me down. And the difficulty is, I'm, is in how Maddie responds. The difficulty in a relationship is responding to your partner's bad attributes and responding to how your partner disappoints you, how your partner angers, angers you, how your partner frustrates you, how your partner lets you down. It will happen. It will be there. Even when it doesn't feel like that's ever going to happen. It, it will. It's just life. And as hard as that is to deal with, there are so many great things when you get past that. Um, I think that once someone knows all of you, there's so much anxiety that goes away because you can be 100% yourself and you don't have to hide. Like, I can't imagine going into a marriage and like hiding certain parts of myself. While there are things that I'm anxious to talk about, I still know that I can talk to Nathan about anything and he's not going to just up and leave because I like show another part of who I am because I already know that he loves everything, even the bad parts. So one of the books that we read while we were dating was called The Sacred Search and we had both read it separately <clears throat> and then we went through most of it together um, and it's really, really good. We definitely recommend it for all the the dating couples out there especially those who have been dating like a year and a half or less uh, it really delves more into the infatuation stuff and it talks about finding a soulmate s-o-l-e like the bottom of your shoe rather than a s-o-u-l 
mate uh, because unfortunately our feelings don't always uh, hold true. Our feelings are pretty earthly. Uh, we just have to hold on to some facts and some truths. So that book really dives into that issue. And not to say that infatuation is bad or that it totally goes away after you get past that first honeymoon stage while you're dating. There's certainly amazing parts of getting past that. Just being so comfortable with each other um, and being able to talk about anything is something that I really, really cherish. And while the honeymoon stage was really fun and while, you know, that first couple months they were really exciting... I still love how our relationship is unfolding now. So that's a little bit about our dating and engagement. Obviously, we did get engaged and it was perfect. And our engagement was really fun. Like the time period, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. we, so we got engaged in July. And then we um, got married in January. So it was like five and a half months. And it was a lot of stress, like, in little spurts. And I know people, like, it de- It kind of depends on your personality, like, how wedding planning goes for you. I'm a really structured to-do list type of person, so wedding planning was something that was right up my alley. And there are certain parts of it that stress me out, like the money. Um, thankfully, we are blessed with some wonderful parents that really helped us financially, mm-hmm. and just a word of the wise, a wedding is a lot more expensive than you're ever expecting it to be, even when you're on a budget, even when you think you want to be on a budget. Like Nathan and I, we were like, we're going to get married on $5,000 or less. Um, And then in about two months, our budget was like, that's really funny. It's really funny that you would think that. (laughs) Yeah, we blew through 80% of our budget probably within two months worth of planning when we were still six months out or so. Yeah. Well, less than six months. Less than six months, yeah. 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 You know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. So, anyway, just when you're planning your wedding, keep that in mind. Um, But it is worth it, and money is just an earthly possession. So, if you're worried about spending money or getting it out of your savings account, this is something that I struggle with a lot. Money is earthly. It is not eternal, Um, things are worth spending money on sometimes. So when you're wedding planning, just make compromises where you can. Also, don't be afraid to pursue your dreams as long as it's in a God-honoring way. But if you also want to elope, I'm sure that would be much cheaper. Yes. I wouldn't trade our day for anything. Seriously, it was the best day ever. But it would have been a lot less expensive to elope. And for those who maybe tightly strapped on money and looking at marriage eloping might be the most god-honoring position available or just option so you can be a good steward of what god has given you yes without putting yourself into debt needlessly and putting a lot of stress on your new marriage needlessly yeah yeah um since the majority of divorces usually revolve around money and handling money and how people spend money Woo-hoo. which is really really sad it is um, sad. So and I'm avoid so that pitfall. If you if you have to avoid that pitfall and go elope, and if you don't have to elope, consider spend consider being willing to spend money for the wedding day. Yeah, it all the money that we spent, I do consider worth it. 
especially on our photographer. Shout out to Jessie Dolke. Oh um, she's at Jessie D Photography on Instagram. Please go follow her. She's absolutely incredible. Um, and this was something that we didn't really want to, I don't know, cheap out on, if that makes sense. Like, we didn't want someone just taking photos on their iPhone camera. Photography was a really important part of our day. Uh, because we want to have those memories forever and we it's one of the most photographed days of your life exactly and we have no regrets because jesse did absolutely incredible and i'll continue to post photos on the podcast instagram page um yeah we did a lot of the stuff at the wedding ourselves like we didn't cater because of the expense that it usually costs so our families and our friends and our church helped a lot with our reception food, which was incredible. And we were able to have the ceremony at our church and the reception at Tabor. So our venue was also, it really came at a good price. And it was in, you know, our ceremony and reception were in places that are special to us since our relationship really started to blossom at Tabor. And Grace is where we go to church together. So, you know, our day held a lot of really special places with a lot of special people. And all the before planning took all the stress off on the day. I I was really scared about, like, not being able to remember my wedding day or, like, be freaking out the whole day because things were going wrong. But all the small details were thought of before. Um, we had a fantastic wedding coordinator. And just a bunch of friends and family that were able to help us. Probably one of my favorite parts of the day was when we were taking photos. Something I knew that Nathan was dreading. And he looks at me and he says, wow, this is so stress-free and it's going so fast. And I looked back at him and I said, that was my whole, that was my whole point. That's the point. That's why I did all this planning. So today would go so yeah, smoothly. Thank you, honey. Yeah. For doing all that planning. Because, oh, yeah. Yes. The stereotype held true for us. Maddie did 95, 90% of the planning, 95% of the planning, and I did the measly portions that she delegated to me, and that was okay. I am sad <laughs> to, to a degree. I wish I was better at things like that, um, but thankfully, Maddie is really, really organized and was very willing to uh, put a lot of time into that, so... Well, it didn't really bother me because as a girl, I've been planning my wedding for as long as I can remember. So it was, you know, it was really easy for me to just do it all. And I loved it. And I'm only going to have one wedding. So it was it was awesome. I love the planning. I love the day. So just a little bit before we wrap up, I want to talk about some of the expectations that we've had over the past couple of weeks and some of the expectations that we had going into marriage. So um, I really thought that marriage would immediately feel different. We would immediately go back into an infatuation stage. Um, We would be having sex all the time. Um, You know, we would feel romantic and blah, blah, blah. You know, a bunch of fairy tale stuff, which... I believe our marriage is a fairy tale because it's everything I've ever wanted and I get to live with my best friend. But that's not necessarily what you would see on TV, right? So we, um, everything feels pretty natural, which is not what I was expecting. I was expecting a really huge transition 
into being married and maybe that'll change since we got back from our honeymoon but being together living together really it just feels pretty normal to me which I'm happy for but it was not what I was expecting at all yeah yeah I totally I totally agree with uh with all of that you know it's uh it just feels like I'm still with my best friend and thankfully that doesn't change with marriage um you're still my best friend and to those who may be expecting that you know marriage maybe isn't the greatest thing in the world or maybe it's a drag or maybe you saw bad examples or rougher examples of marriage and you are expecting something negative it doesn't have to be that way It, it really doesn't and there is hope for everyone through jesus we all can change for the better um I know that I have changed a lot. I, I'm sure that eventually we'll get into that maybe on this podcast, but I've changed a lot. Maddie's changed a lot. We're still changing, and we're always changing for the better. And it's only because of Jesus, and it's only because of the work that he is doing on our hearts and shaping us into the people that he wants us to be. Um, and ironically enough, when he's the one shaping us, we typically become better people, uh, b- better Oh, goodness, what's the word? We work better with other people when Jesus is the one working on, on us mm-hmm. and in us and through us. Yeah. Uh, Maddie and I work better together when we are focusing on our relationship with Jesus rather than only being consumed with our relationship. Anyway, so that's just a, a tiny little bit about the expectations that we had uh, going into marriage, and we'll, I'm sure, get into that in a later episode. Nathan is if you can believe it, a very convenient guest to have on the podcast since we now um, sleep in the same bed and live in the same house. I can always just... (laughs) Uh, So I can always just tap him on the shoulder and be like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast this week? And I'm sure he's always willing because he really likes to talk. Thanks. And he also likes (laughs) to hang out with me. So it's... it's, uh, That helps. It does. I know, just a little bit. So, any any last words for the for the people, Nathan? Mm, not too many words for the people, no. Not too many words. <laughs> Will you pray? Yes. All right. Father, I just want to thank you for this time that we have to spend together. I thank you for the time that Maddie and I have to spend together uh, doing this podcast. I thank you for our listeners. I would just ask, Lord, that you would um, just impress the words that... Uh, we are speaking through you, Lord. Just uh, impress it on their hearts, Lord. Um, and I would ask that you would continue to help us um, seek and um, proclaim greater and greater wisdom only through you, Lord. Um, and I would just ask that you would continue to help Maddie and I in our relationship and the relationships that our listeners may have um, and in the relationships that we all have with you, Lord, and help us to seek you above all else. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. It was really, really fun to have this time with Nathan, and I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you have any questions for us or have any ideas for another episode that we can do together, we would love to know them. Just feel free to shoot me a message or drop a comment on one of our Instagram posts. The page is It's Not Fine Pod. I'd love to hear from you guys. Love to hear how God is working in your lives and how he's using the podcast to do that. I'll talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye.